You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 401, brought to you by Unity Number 1 from Valiant Comics and iFanboy listeners just like you. Hello, welcome to that Fanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 401. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and joining me are Paul Montgomery. It's great to be doing this naked again, thanks. And, and Josh Flanagan. I'm, uh, I'm in a large uh, coat. <laughs> and nothing else. Well, that is at least classy. Paul's just walking around and hanging out. We're not on video this time, so I can you know, do whatever true. I want. We are at fanboy.com. We like comics. We read comics. Every week we read a bunch of comics. One of us picks the best one, writes about the website, talks about it. The, we talk about the podcast. There's a whole bunch of new script bombs in here, along with all the other books of the week and other topics of interest. Uh, so, uh, quick warning and reminder, this is a review show, so we'll be talking about spoilers. A couple of these books have a couple of major ones. We'll be talking about those. So, if you haven't read your books, pause the show and come back. Or just run away, never to return. Do that. It's really up to you. I mean, it's an extreme, but it's an option. This week, Josh had the distinction of reading 50,000 books and picking the best one. I was like, at the beginning of the week, I was like, are there a lot of books out this week? And Connor was like, it's not that bad. I didn't really look at the whole list. It was bad, but not bad. It was good. I'll tell you, I actually had had a tough time making a selection there were a bunch of books it was a really good week it was a bunch of books i could have written about quite easily um and even though i really like thor i didn't want to write it but i didn't have have (laughs) enough i mean let's just come on um no but uh so i went with uh, i went with my gut uh which is uh, size of growing every day yeah uh well it's it goes up and down depending anyway depending on how stressed out i am punch of the week Batman Superman number three. I know that Batman Superman number two was pick of the week last time. What, what do you want me to tell you? What, what do you want me to do? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, this one, listen, it wasn't a perfect issue. It wasn't like everything, but I just really enjoyed the middle section uh, yeah. with, uh, with child Bruce and child Clark as they hung out together, and we got to see that that part of their psyche, and, and I don't care if it was triton it wouldn't have really happened or i don't care where it, it fits. doesn't matter it doesn't matter because it, awesome. it was it was right it was awesome and and i thought that while it seems odd uh, just uh, uh, basically the story and i'm actually kind of lost in the whole story but i also but, don't care but the thing is the thing is this is as far as i can tell this is earth 2 superman and batman as kids yeah yes because that's why they're that's why they're happier as adults because they had themselves as kids they were friends as kids so the so the old superman is is like from the one and the young Superman's from the other one. Let's back up and just quickly recap what's happened. So Batman Whoa. and Superman first have met, right? And they met in the first issue for the first time. And then they got sucked into Earth 2 by this mysterious character who uh, we, we, meet, we learn more about in this issue. So they meet the older Earth 2 versions of themselves. Right, and Wonder Woman. Right, okay. The characters we know from James Robinson's Earth 2 who are doomed to die in the war against Darkseid. Okay. Uh, um, right. But the thing is, none of that matters because really, no, no. I'm just giving you back. It's back a story. it's a character and tone kind of thing. To like, what is it like to? It's like Back to the Future. We want to talk. Want to see the older version of yourself or the younger version of yourself. And these characters are so just well written. We know them so well, or we all know our own version of them. That it's it's just interesting 
to put them in a room and let them talk. Um, this one took another step, and there was a, a sequence in the middle that was drawn by um, Yildirim Sinar, who is uh, very, very different than than Jay Lee. And I, I really, I gotta say, I like the idea of. I like this better than picking a guy who looks like Jay Lee to finish the pages that Jay Lee didn't do. Yes, um, and and I thought it fit really well. I, I could I could read a miniseries of this easily. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care like Clark and Bruce Summer Vacation. You know, three issues. Jesus, why am awesome. I, why did I not just pitch that? Um, and I just I just enjoyed it. It got me in the gut. And I think that there's something about. I've definitely been in the mood for good Superman content uh, since the movie. Which yeah. uh, made me want it, uh, but didn't quite give it to me. And and we're, we've talked about the movie ad nauseum. But uh, you know, like it doesn't sit well the further you get away from it. But I, I won't even give like the regular Superman book a shot. Uh, and I eagerly wait for the the Superman Unchained stuff, even though I don't like the way it looks at all. Um, but well, this is good news for you because Greg Pak, who writes this, is going to be writing action soon. Yeah, yeah, and and I I can't wait for that because the other thing is that I think uh, Greg Pak, I didn't really read very much of his. Uh, Incredible Hercules stuff, but I made sure to read the um, the stuff that he the Nazi stuff he did. He did a lot of Nazi Magneto work. book, which is yeah. fantastic, and then Testament. the Red Skull book after that. Yeah, um, great stuff, and and it really, I was like, this guy's really good, and I think that, I think we're just seeing a guy who's who's getting a lot better right now. Uh, maybe he was always good, I don't know, but the, but this this is a really well written. His characterizations book. are wonderful. Yeah. I love his Superman in here. I mean, I think really his, Superman yeah. is kind of the focus in this issue. Um, and you get that. You also get that. Um, we get to spend more time with young, brash, dumb Superman in jeans, which yeah. all nobody feels like they got enough. I don't know. None of us feel like we got enough. <laughs> he's, he's, every episode, but yeah, he's we, great though. He's he's kind of he you're right. He's kind of dumb. He's, he's not. He's, he hasn't figured things out yet. He doesn't understand. It's he doesn't really like his older self. He thinks he's a dick. It's just a great metaphor. Like, listen, twenty-one-year-old Josh was awful. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I you know, you'll find no one to disagree with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like I why did I go into business true. with him? No, it was, it was not. It was a bad move. Was, I, for one thing, <laughs> I have no skills. Um, but I just, I can't, I can't tell you that this issue was like this great issue. That I was, was like, oh man, this was this all of it was technically it wasn't, but I felt something. And I think that that's all the more important because we we form these relationships with these fake characters, and it's something that I am often uh, blasé about. But it's a real thing, and and I thought this one just hit those uh, hit those points in my brain really well, and and I I I just I was like I want more of this, and it left me wanting more. And then you know because I'm not giving Jay Lee enough credit when we go back to the quote unquote present, mm-hmm. and he's got that shot of. Of dark sides, you know, and with the red background, and he's like fluttering the Superman cape. I was just like, that's the best image that he's done for this book so far. Like, it, it totally, it totally, you know, left that. Oh, oh, this is this is not good. And, and I really, I love the presence of Dark Side. I love the mm-hmm. presence of Dark Side more than almost any other villain outside of Joker, except uh, at least for me, Dark Side isn't isn't quite as overused. Um, no. he was for a little while there, but then they killed him, which was sort of useful. Um. But let's let's back up again to the yeah. middle section because uh, that really was the highlight. Um, so yeah. they flash back to on Earth to to uh, Alfred's car breaks down in Smallville and he's got little little dour Bruce in the back seat and and C- Clark happens by because he's lost his baseball and he's and it was next to the car and so two lonely boys see each other through the window and and uh, go off to play baseball and neither one of them really has a close friend. Bruce has no friends. Clark doesn't have any close friends because he's got this secret he's trying to hide. And That first page of, of Clark playing baseball I thought was was really deft. 
yeah. in terms of like he you know he hits the ball when he's not paying attention because he forgets that he's not supposed to be amazing. They're like, how come you can't hit it like that normally? And he's like, oh, oh good uh, beginner's luck. So then uh, they play like a country time lemonade commercial. Yeah, and then uh, Jonathan Ken Alfred kind of bond over you know uh, watching their kids play and well, they're both Bruce, adopted fathers. Bruce teaches Clark how to flip a guy and is your ride here? Apparently, someone died outside <laughs> because Warren won't let up. We're gonna push through the pain. Uh, so they, you know, Clark te- Bruce teaches Clark some self defense. Clark teaches Bruce some baseball. You know, can we can we just on that bit where he where uh, Bruce flips Clark over and puts him down? Yeah, that is the most manga page I've seen in a DC book in forever. It is. Look at yeah. the look at the the speed marks on uh, Clark's nose. Yeah, and look yeah. at look at the lines through that. There's a little there's a little craft stuff for those of you paying attention. But that is. That is a very Japanese uh, layout and page. Yeah, it's just a great sequence, and I, and, and uh, Paul mentioned this in the best panels of the week feature, where the you know the little hidden gem in that was Alfred and and Jonathan sort of be you know bonding, which yeah. was nice. Um, just leaning on a car that Jonathan hasn't seen since the last time Maltese Falcon breezed on through. <laughs> and, um, I, I love them, you know, commiserating on on the porch because they like they sort of decided to spend the entire day, and and Alfred concedes that you know I could have fixed that car like pretty quick and, and gotten out of here but uh i think that that young master bruce needed this and and uh jonathan's is the same of of uh young clark so um it's just like that you know one of those it's this happenstance kind of thing this this serendipitous day and um you know a similar thing happened uh not too long before that um you know when they first found clark in that field um yeah. And it's just it's all it's all about serendipity. But um, I mean, who's I, to say that that wouldn't happen in a world where people can fly? Like, who knows? Sure, you know, it's fun. I've mean, seen similar moments of that before, yeah. right? Like that, like that. John, John Lennon and Paul McCartney go into the same picnic. You know, just these things happen. I like. Um, um, I also like. I, I like the idea that Bruce is um, super smart and aware before he's gone insane and decided to be Batman. <laughs> I'm right. I'm serious. Like it could be. No, yeah, it's... Like you could think that that really kicked in, you know, later. But but they, you know, he 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 just whacks the kid in the, in the head with a stick, which is yeah. which is very indicative, I think, of of the kind of personality he's going to be like. Like he's super confident in his decision, even though it seems like the dumb thing to do. This has been a great series so far. Three issues were yeah. wonderful. The fourth issue wraps up the storyline. Then we have to endure a different an art change, which I'm not thrilled about. But we'll do, talk about that when it actually happens. Let's not rain in this parade, but. Uh, and I think the flashbacks have been my favorite part. I mean, going back to the first issue was the, when they were up in the tree um, back in Smallville. Um, that was a favorite moment. And so um, while I, I, I love the stuff that, that uh, Jay Lee is doing, um, I, and Jay Lee did that, that scene in the first one. Um, I, I, so I like the stuff going on in the present, but the going and looking at the history sort of as a backdoor kind of premise to this, this series has been really cool. He draws a great flying Superman. Yes, he does. I really, I really like that panel where he just takes off and it's like shoom, and uh, just very angular and sort of like a knife through the sky. It's really nice. I really, I'm really happy this book. This book is what it is. Yeah, it's very odd. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> how did you, how did you let this one buy? I don't know. Someone made a mistake. Someone didn't crush, crush it before it got through the door. <laughs> now, now. Oops. Um, so let's talk about a similar book, Justice League 23, and I'll explain why it's similar in a second. But first, this is the final Super issue of. Trinity and Batman as well. Trinity War and Alfred also. Trinity War number six, part six of six. This has been the first quote unquote event, although it's really been overshadowed by the next event, Villains uh, 
Inc. United, whatever the villain, villain, villain Incorporated. Uh, villain's not going to have your regular books. <laughs> uh, so, so there's this is a tale. Forever Evil is the next event. So, uh, this is a tale of two things. One, I loved this series, and two, I was annoyed by this series. Okay. And I'll give you the reasons why. Um, the reasons why I love it's pretty simple. The first chapter and the last chapter being the first one being the pick of the week, and this the last one being this one were just tons of crazy DC, so almost silver agey fun. Uh, the middle chapters are kind of middling and and good, middling to good depending on the chapter, but there weren't anything to write home about. But this this issue was fantastic. Okay. Uh, the reason I didn't like it was because this was, if you look back on DC events like uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths or Infinite Crisis or Final Crisis, uh, for the most part, you can pick up those trades and you can read a story. And I mean, you may not like the story, but it's at least for the most part a complete story. Obviously, it ends off in a place where it can tell more stories, but for the most part, you get you get a complete story. This has been. DC's Age of Ultron in that it basically just serves as a step to the next big event, which is the uh, evil ink, evil whatever. So it didn't really end the story. The last page starts the evil events event. So, so really, it's like, this is like a Marvel event. It was like a Marvel event in that it didn't, there was no, you can't pick up Trinity War sometime in the future and get a complete story. Yeah, my buddy Dave called this uh, story as prologue. Uh, he yeah, he this was is a pretty prologue. angry about that. So This is a prologue. Um, but I love the actions in the prologue, so what am I, what am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm a little annoyed, but also I really love it. So basically the big reveal in this issue, and as we know, uh, the Justice League, Justice League of America, and Justice League Dark have all been fighting each other for Pandora's box, while this mysterious character in the background who looks a lot like uh, the outsider from the Flashpoint miniseries has been manipulating everybody. In this issue, it's revealed that the outsider is Alfred of Earth-3. The tr- Trinity refil- re- refers to Earth-3, and the crime syndicate from Earth 3 invades through the portal that happens when you open Pandora's box. Pandora's box is basically like Mother's box. It's, a, it's not a box full of evil. It's actually a portal machine. You know, like, like Mother box for Apocalypse, Pandora's box opens, opens a portal up to Earth, to Earth 3. And if through that comes the crime syndicate, all the Has evil Has anyone versions. talked about the irony that DC has all this trouble with, you know, female fans and female creators and stuff and the big evil is a box? That's, pretty yeah, well, big, that's a pretty big stretch. It's a big stretch. It's like when we used to stretch of calling, calling everyone at Marvel misogynist because all the villains were, were evil. That was a joke and a stretch. But uh, anyway, Alfred is revealed to be the Alfred of Earth-3. The outsider is Alfred of Earth-3. Anyway, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I enjoyed the crime syndicate. I enjoyed everything about this issue except for the fact that it didn't end the story. So I'm a little, I'm a little torn. But uh, thematically uh, it's similar because it's also about alternate Earths. And I'm glad they're coming back. So, so uh, a, th- a thing that happened this week that I did not expect, and it was pleasant, uh, was uh, Dark Horse released Station to Station, which was a one-shot story in issue form from uh, uh, Karina Becco. And, it was originally and, and syndicated in Dark Horse Presents. Yeah. And I was annoyed because I didn't pick this up by accident. It was, it was very good. It was very good. It was a lot of fun. It was just a... It was just a science fiction story about uh, an invasion of not aliens, but you know, body snatchers, inter- interdimensional Ex- beings. Uh, yeah, ones. yeah. And um, they wreck San Francisco from Earth Three. It's sort of we really have a theme going here. <laughs> there, there's sort of a it's um, I'm sure unintentional kind of similarity to the Pacific Rim movie that came out, where the kaiju are coming out of like a Lovecraftian extra dimensional rift in the ocean. But this is like Pacific Rim, if it were like an episode of the Twilight Zone or the Outer Limits. Yeah, like it's a it's a very tight um, and and um, 
it's sometimes dry, but in a, in a good way, uh, science, like old school science fiction story. You know what it reminded me of a little bit? Uh, the, um, the, the aliens in uh, New Frontier. It's a lot like that, where all of a sudden yeah. there's dinosaurs everywhere and these, these huge, disgusting things. Uh, except there's no superheroes. It's, I think it's called The Creature from the Bulk yeah. uh, in, the, in the sketchbook in the back. Uh, it's great. It, and it's, it's uh, some great work from, from Gabe. And um, what's cool about this is we've seen them do all this great stuff with licensed uh, characters and this, worlds and like week Star was, Wars. This week Star Wars was a really great issue. Probably yeah. my favorite, favorite one of the other yeah. ones. So. Without um, art, though, yeah. So they've so they've done great great stuff with Star Wars and with Planet of the Apes, and it's cool to see them get back into doing um, some of their own IP. And it looks like they want to. I can't believe I just said IP um, to do that to to do more of that. It looks like that's the, it's it's a world they want to continue. So um, I'm very interested in that. I'm annoyed because I went to a different store this week and I just it just I was so disoriented that I didn't pick it up. I meant to. I'm, I'm annoyed. I feel like I'm a failure. I failed both of you, the audience, uh, Gabriel and Karina. Um, At least you didn't only read half of it. That's true. That's true. That, so you can feel I like feel a like failure. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed like well, you like, should have been. Like, I'm just a failure. Like it's okay to feel like a failure, but that's still better than feeling dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, you know, I have, I have a lot of experience with both. It's like so. I, I didn't hold it in my hands and go, yeah, this is good. Yeah. So well, I mean, the thing is, I'll be honest, it's not the kind of thing you're going to expect. No. I put it in that. the light week feature. It was my pick. That's Josh true. doesn't read what it goes on. Whatever. I did. I read that article because okay. I was the one who had posted it. Let's uh, gush a bit. Let's keep talking about Superman for the th- third or fourth four books. Um, oh, Superman, Superman. Adventures of Superman 4, which is the paper compilation of uh, some of the digital chapters in it. Uh, holy shit. Um, there was one story in here, and we talked about not doing this before the show, but I don't have the creators in front of me. Um, okay, it was is- it was the third story, the uh, Chris Weston drawn, Rob Williams, Rob Williams written, might be the best Superman story I've read in forever. And I believe that this was being gushed about on Twitter by the likes of Mark Wade and Scott Snyder when it first came out digitally about how this was basically the the template for telling a Superman story. And uh, I loved this. It's I loved, really, actually loved all the stories, but this one, the Rob Williams one, is called Savior, was fantastic. Yeah, there's the, the first story, just, just to go through them, the, the first story is uh, uh, Abnett and Lanning, and then Wes Craig drew a story, and it's sort of like Superman and Lex Luthor, like a day in the life. And then they meet up at the end. Um, the middle one, which I also really, really yeah, liked. Yeah, I liked that a lot too, the middle one. Tom DeFalco and Pete Woods doing a story of it's two plumbers in a diner. Um, and the one guy is a skeptic, uh, a skeptic, um, a, skeptic, um, a, a disbeliever, um, a denier. I think I think it's called the denier. Um, talking about he doesn't believe he's never seen Superman. He doesn't believe in him. All this great stuff he's doing, and of course, in parallel, he sees Superman accomplishing all the things that he's saying he couldn't possibly do. And then at the end, Clark Kent waltzes into the diner, and the guy like stands up and goes over and, and wants to shake his hand. And he and he and the other guy's like, "Who's that? Some celebrity?" He's like, "Nah, that's it's my neighbor. That's Clark Kent, so real salt of the earth, earth kind of guy. Uh, just a good man." And there really are people like that. He's like, more people should aspire to be like Clark Kent. I really like that story. Um, and a different style had, for people. Had, had a very like uh, George Reeves yes. ending. A very sort of George Reeves with mix of Max Fleischer ending. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then, yeah, the Rob Williams, Chris Weston story. Um, that, like, you know, I, I read it. It, it made so, me giddy. It did. It really did. Like, this was, super, this was Superman. This is how, first of all, Chris Weston's art was gorgeous. It had, it had a very Brian Ballin feel to it, yeah. Uh, with mixed mixed with Kurt Swan, 
He's done uh, a lot of he's a he's an English artist. He's yeah. done a lot of stuff for like 2000 AD, so like Judge Dredd stuff. Um, so yeah, like uh, I think his career there's a lot of parallels to to Brian Bowland. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but just the story, and it's hard to really describe. It's just you know it's sort of a greatest hit Superman thing, showing all the wonderful things he can do. But it's from the point of view of Ma Kent, it just captures that tone that is really apparently hard to do. Uh, of who Superman is and why he is what he... I mean, there, there's this panel where he's flying off from the farm. There's always someone who needs saving. And that's basically... That's Superman. That's, that's, that's Superman. He has to go save... You know, there's always someone who needs his help. And it just... It was wonderful. I mean, is this is... It was great. Really cool panel of Despero, which I wasn't, you know, yes. expecting uh, this week. But just super pink and if you look at that panel in best of the weekend panels um it just looks like it looks like box art from like a like a he-man playset or something or like a super friends thing like it's just very old school looking like like 70s and eight like early 80s packaging and uh that was kind of cool josh another read this sorry i was coughing and i uh no i have it right here though i'm gonna read it immediately cool uh not, not right now, right now. Because right now, we're we'll talk about show. another anthology, uh, the American Vampire Anthology, which um, they, were, they you know, took out all the stops on this read one. The, read the names on the cover who were involved in this. Okay. Uh, okay, you can do Jason it. Jason Aaron, Gabriel Ba, Fabio Moon, Becky Cloonan, Ray Fox, Francesco Francavilla, Jeff Lemire, J, uh, John Paul Leon, uh, Tulo Latte, Evo uh, Malazzo, which is a name I'm going to remember, uh, Greg Rucka, Declan Shalvey, Gail Simone. And, and uh, Scott Snyder and Raphael Albuquerque. I mean, this was, this was an all-star lineup. Hey, and guys, why good. don't you come do this book with me? It'll be fun. Okay. That's, <laughs> and that's, that, that's where the best stuff comes from. Yeah. Like, every single one of these stories is great. There's not a bad one in the mix, I think. Um, the Jason, it's Jason Aaron and Declan Shalvey, right, did the Roanoke story. Yeah. And it's just like it, it's a it's an explanation for the you know the mystery the conspiracy of the Roanoke settlement, and they theorized that there were uh, there was a Native American group and they were there and they took out a settlement of European vampires. Yeah, and that's it's why pretty, there's nobody there. <laughs> it's pretty vague if you don't know that. Right, like it doesn't say Roanoke anywhere. Just like, it's called. Well, lost they're the Col- they're the they're the, yeah, they're, no. the they're the Chonoak Indians, and then they're, they're the Lost Colonies. So. I get that, but you still have to know sure, of sure. your American history, and I, I I mean I assume everyone does. I assume no one knows anything. <laughs> um, Sorry, but I America. think Paul, you were really right in that uh, there was not a bad story in this anthology. It also reinforced how much I love this whole world, yeah, and the whole sort of mythology that has been created throughout the, the years that I've been doing this book of the different vampire strains, the vassals of the Morning Star. The heavy Hollywood influence. There's a lot like, of stories taking place in Hollywood, old I like Hollywood how it here. Fits in with our actual history, like it folds in with that. Like it could be our world that you just don't know about. Yeah, there's right. plenty of American and plenty of vampire. And uh, one of my favorite stories is actually Canadian vampire. <laughs> uh, Jeff Lemire and that name that I said I would remember, uh, Ivo. Uh, like Doctor Ivo. Ivo Milazzo. Doctor Evazan. This this beardy you I know like wilderness you man in Canada and it's a lot of like white space and yeah. um that was kind of insane. No, I'm sorry, I'm mixing up names here. Yeah, no, Ivo did the he did the Raphael. He did the watercolor one, which is also good. I, I included that in best panels as well. Um, but and it's the same kind of ferocity. But the I'm sorry, the it was um, Ray Fox. Yeah, was, Ray yeah. Fox did the Canadian vampire one, and Jesus, he's also Canadian. You see. Yeah, but um, I think uh, the thing that was 
impressive about this was that I, I don't, I, you guys know I had a lot of books to read, and mm-hmm. like this was, I don't know, this might be second to last by the time I got to it. And sometimes when you get to something that is like an anthology and you've read fifteen books before that, you're kind of like, Ugh. and I didn't <laughs> feel that way at all. Like I just was like, ooh, and another one, and it was over very quickly. Yeah. Uh, for a book that's of this size, and I mean that in the best way. Uh, it was a giant size book. Yeah. Um, also, more John Paul Leon interiors, please. Well, yeah. He's, he's amazing. Because the story he did with Rucka is um, crazy. I love Shanghai. I love the concept of Shanghai people. Right? It's so yeah. strange. Like, you just take somebody and they wake up on a boat. And they Portland's work a really interesting place. I like how nobody tried to pigeonhole themselves. Rucka did a Portland story. Jeff Wiener did a Canadian story. <laughs> they all busted out of their little home. He literally can't help it. <laughs> I, this was great he's going um, to own Canada in comics that's his I'm, re- I'm really hoping that I'm not hoping I'm really looking forward to the return of this regular series because I really do love these characters in this world and you know Skinner Squeet's a great character and I love, you know, I love the way Raphael Albuquerque draws him and just just a really great vertigo book yeah I hope they make a tradition of this because this is really good um, hey dudes come make my anthology okay let's do it yep. Uh, so this podcast is brought to you by Unity Number One. Uh, Unity Number One is coming out in November from Valiant Comics. If you're a longtime Valiant fan, uh, you probably know that the name has major significance from the beginning and the ending of the '90s. It was an event, sort of twice. I think in '92 and '99. Um, it's their crisis. Yeah, it's like hearing the, the the word crisis for the for for the DCU. But um, it, this one's going to be written by Matt Kent with art by Doug Braithwaite. Uh, and it's a perfect entry point into Valiant. Um, if you've heard all the great reviews, if you've heard all the buzz on the internet, um, it's it's a really good place to start because they've done like a few crossovers and things here and there. But this is the first like really big line wide event, and they're they're really touting it as a place where you can get to know all of these characters and how this world works. And um, this, I mean, this iteration of Valiant. The Valiant Universe hasn't been going on for that long, so you can actually you can go back if if you find this stuff interesting and and read from the beginning. So uh, check out Unity Number One out in November. Matt Kent's another good get from them. Yes, they're they're getting some good names. He just there. did the uh, the Bloodshot Zero book. Um, yeah. He's apparently a big fan of Valiant going back. So they're 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 going after guys who are uh, good. I yes, they are. Guys who are popular, and I'm saying those are uh, mutually exclusive. And I mean Doug Braithwaite too. Doug Braithwaite's yeah, a great cat. Um, yeah. All good stuff. Uh, Declan Shalvey, again, he did all the books this week, as far as I can tell. Or at least something. Two of them, at least. Yeah, there was another one, too. I forget what it was. Uh, Deadpool number 15 uh, introduces him. And what I thought was really interesting, this was the first time that the tone of this book... I actually checked uh, the cover. I was like, do you still have uh, um, the same writers on it? And we, we do, but the tone was a little more somber. It was a little less goofy. I mean, it was still Deadpool in there. Um, but it was actually a little... I thought it was neat. Uh, I was like, oh, this character's got a little bit of flexibility. Well, was, what happened that made it somber? Um, basically, it's a Mr. Freeze story. Uh, yeah. I mean, what it is. It, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Freeze within Weapon X. Um, but, but it's not his wife. It's his daughter. Yeah. Uh, so they, they want to harvest Deadpool. to. So it was, it was Heart of Ice, basically? Yep. Yeah, it yeah. Was to, to cure cancer. It was like the, the Weapon X, Like it sounds like they accidentally figured out how to cure cancer. Like as And a, they lost it? And then they're like, but I did, and it was like, did you follow through with that? And he's like, they're not like, you really. Now, <laughs> different movies, but still, whatever. We had the cure for cancer, and we lost it. But yeah, I was I was surprised at like how poignant and you know serious this was yeah. for a good bit. 
And then, well, like, that's always the best thing is to mix tones because I remember my favorite issues of the old Giffen Justice Leagues were when they got serious because it always hit you harder because you're used mm-hmm. to the jokes, 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 and then something bad happens and you go, oh, because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a change. And to- tonal change can be good when handled properly. Yeah, I think it was here. I, a couple of things I really liked about this was uh, we find out that Deadpool sleeps in apartments where murders have been recently committed. <laughs> that's a thing he does. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know if that's a thing that's been around for a while, but uh, he goes to visit Captain America and Wolverine. Uh, and then uh, there's a great cover for this issue. I'm going to go ahead and give it away. He loses. Like, like at the end, there's a really nice seg- sequence that doesn't seem to be clear. And then you go back to look at it and you're like, oh, he just, oh, that happened. So we, we've got sort of the next thing that's coming. It was a really good looking book. I'm confused. He loses what? The battle? The yeah. war? He loses the battle and, and Weapon X recaptures him and he's in like a back to tank thing. He's in the back. So, with a lot of stuff hooked up to his junk. Yeah. Well, that's, you gotta take, that's where you get the best measure. I'm just saying, there's like a million wires coming out. You know, you know from your eugenics study <laughs> yes, that, that if you're going to get a really good reading, you got to get at least three, eight if wires. If you're going to focus on any junk. part of the body, it's right. It's junk reading. That's where all this stuff is. You uh, want a really precise junk reading. In fact, I don't even know why they call it junk. Look like, it's all uh, looks like we're getting a good reading on the heart meter. And the, uh, How's the junk? Junk's good. Junk's good. All right, we're good. Let's proceed. Guys, New Avengers number nine. I'm, I'm really digging this Infinity thing. I'm really digging this event. I like the space opera-ness of it. And I like that it's a two-front war. So, like, you know, the Avengers stuff, they're out in, at the edge of the solar system heading off to, to get the builders. And that stuff's kind of heady and everything. The, the stuff down on Earth is a, is a little easier to wrap your head around. Um, and there's this a great showing for Black Panther in this issue and Namor. And their people are involved in a, in a war. And Namor's kind of losing. And then he says to, you know, one of Thanos' lieutenants that that, uh, that Infinity Gem, that last Infinity Gem that isn't, you know, destroyed, that's, that's somewhere else. And like, well, where is it? He's like, it's over in Wakanda. So he just like totally fucks over <laughs> Black Panther. So now they're going to go and just like lay waste to Wakanda probably. Um, but I, just, I, love, I love the scope of the story. And um, I think it's – I think the new Avengers stuff is, is, is a good place to go if, if you're lost with a lot of the, the builders stuff and like all those weird-looking creatures from the beginning of, of Hickman's Avengers run. Um, I, think it's, I think it's approachable. Um, but I, I, I love uh, – also, we got an email. From a listener who said that we pronounce the name of the big purple guy wrong. Um, yeah. And he, they didn't. Connor basically, the next thing was and. They, <laughs> they didn't include a pronunciation guide, so they didn't say how to correctly we've, we've say it. We've gotten that email before, and people want us to say so Thanos instead I'm of assume, Thanos, but we are going to say Thanos because whatever. Well, I'm going to try a couple of different pronunciations. Thanos. So Thanos, Thanos is coming. Thanos. Thanos. He says it actually weakens the power of the Mad Titan by saying his name wrong. That's a thing that was in the email. So I'm going to say it right. Just say it. Thanos. Thanos. Thanos is coming. I I had this conversation with a writer on video once that we did not publish because that story didn't come out. Like it was a whole gag thing we did in the video show. Mm. It was like Thanos. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. All right. So anyway, that dude doesn't know what he's talking about because the dude is writing the book. There's no come on. (laughs) <laughs> you know what will happen when, they come, when, he, when he shows up in the movie and the people call him by his name that'll be the name yeah, that will be. but right that now will. 
itty bitty Hellboy number one, which is uh, Franco and Balthazar's take on Hellboy. They previously did Superman Family Adventures and Teen Titans, so they were in the DCU doing their unique brand of all ages humor. And I didn't quite love this one as much as I loved Superman Family Adventures, but yeah, they have a really good sense of timing and non sequitur humor. And so a couple of these hit, really made me laugh. And my favorite being the uh, uh, who who is Hermit is it, who's uh, Roger. the homunculus Roger popping up in the bushes, going, "Hey, I like bushes." And, and just the guy running away. That made me laugh for a good five minutes. Here's what was so interesting to me about this. It's the exact same thing. I was, I was going to say, they, they certainly have a formula. Yep. It's like the same backgrounds. Yep. Like, it looks exactly the same. I, th- I knew, like, it would, you know, it's their style, and that's, you know, they put out the cover and everything, and I thought at least, you know, they'd use different, like, backdrops, but it's like they use the same set. <laughs> and so it's, uh, it, it's interesting. It's a fun diversion. I think I think the the DC stuff is a little bit stronger because I think they have a better handle on those characters. Yeah, and I think it also more feels more appropriate for some some reason. But and I, they get know. to play with the the mythos a little bit more. And with this, it feels like they watched the 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 two Hellboy movies and they went with that. Here's here's the thing about this though is that like the the DC ones you can give those to kids and it works, but the, you're not going to give the Hellboy. You stuff. could you could you could I mean, I mean, you could, but it doesn't have any. There's no res- There's no cultural no, resonance. None, and there. and yeah. and as a result, like it, it's just the jokes weird. aren't as funny. Like the I, jokes are a bit more surfacey. They're just about I have a big giant hand, yeah. or I can turn into a ghost, and I sneeze myself out of my costume, and so it's like it's very it's like the first joke. It's it's the very first joke you think of, mm-hmm. and so it was, it was maybe cute. if I they don't... do more, they. I, I, but yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed seeing um, their crazy serial killer esque notebooks in the in the back though. Yeah. Just the uh, the, the way they, they they showed how they plot out the stories with their in their in their art books and it's, it's like that's what that's what Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt would find. Yes, like, that's what they that found was like in, a, that was like near Comic Con when you found my my Molsky notebook and you're yes. like, what the fuck is this? It's like that's yeah. how I take notes. It's very interesting to see the artistic process and uh, it's definitely unique. But no, I, it w- it was a little bit of a disappointment, but I did find a couple of jokes there that made me laugh. So I'll probably give the second one a shot. Yeah, it's only five issues, and I'll probably read the whole thing. I can't say it was a disappointment. It's just it it, Ooh, it, it I literally lo- is I, what it is. I loved Superman Family yeah. Adventures. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Mm. But so that was, was little... really your thing, and they you know, like you yeah. said, they had a handle on it. Uh, I thought Lazarus number three was uh it's this series is progressing exactly as we thought it, it would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's building and he's weaving, and we're we're getting to see more and more of this world, and 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 Rucka and and Lark work as well together as any creators around today. Uh, and and I, you know, it's a novel. Is is all this is? It's the we're at the beginning of a novel, and I and I'm just gonna sit back and hang out. I really like the character development of Lazarus and the other Lazarus. Uh, Forever and Joaquin. Joaquin, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the last I Lazarus. I mentioned. I mentioned in American Vampire how much I love the world. I love the world they're building here. I like I, I like how it's real. I like how it feels very real, and I love the back part because he's, he's doing the timeline, the backstory timeline in the back part, so you can read how the world fell apart and what happened and all the machinations and things. I really think this whole package is wonderful. There is a way, and this is what's really good about him, is that there is a way that if he tried to put all of that information in the story itself, mm-hmm. it would be awful. 
Right. right. Like if he tried to over explain, because I've read stories like this where somebody comes with this amazing world that they've built and all the reasons for it and all the logical answers and all that stuff, and they try to put it in the story itself, and it it's just bogged down with info like, dump. Yeah. yeah, and it's not good. He's he's wisely stayed away from it. It's in the back. If you want to look at that, that's fine. If you don't, you're also going to be fine. You can sort of fill in the blanks on your own, and it all works out logically. Um, but I dug it. And it's getting this old, you know, level of Game of Thrones, level of, uh, you know, cloak and dagger kind of thing, and, and incest, um, where they, they want to take her out. And they're like, you can't take her out. She's like immortal, but she's like, not, not really. I'm just, like, they're, they're even equivocating over, like, how the world works themselves. Um, and so that, and, but it was, I think it was important that Forever get out of her own compound and get to, I mean, there was the cold open in the first one, but but really step out into the larger world. And so we got to see that with issue three. And I think that was really important to progress the story that much and and get us just to meet another uh, Lazarus. And I was expecting it to be, you know, this bloody encounter. I mean, given the cover. Now, the cover happens, yeah. but it's not Lazarus versus Lazarus. Um, right. It's actually there's there's a level of commiseration between the two Lazari yeah, nice. uh, in this issue, and that was that was surprising and really cool, and was I think an important humanizing thing for the character, because especially since there's not a human doing the performance in like a movie or a TV series, and it's just on a comic page, um, I didn't know how cold um, and you know robot like this character was. So it's it's now you it's, know she's she's basically now I know that it's not person. that she's a person, but she's just been engineered to yeah. to be this way. I do uh, I do st- I want to reiterate um, my warning uh, that I came from the in the first issue that we talked about. If you fuckers don't buy this, and I don't get to read the whole thing, I will come for you. <laughs> it's that, doing, I think it's clear? doing pretty well. That's I know we need we need to keep that no slipping on this. All right, it's an investment. Yeah, and it's and think I think it rewards each issue. It's just I will if it you, does. If, it is it is novelistic. If like you Justin. comment online and say nothing's happened yet, I'm going to find your address and I'm going to blow your house up. This is also there's <laughs> wow. Also some, I fanboy does not endorse that statement whatsoever. You no. can email Josh at ifanboy.com. Just as a just and, like a symbolic explosion. That is not. He's not speaking for the com- the company. Okay, um, I am speak. I am speaking for the company when I say that. Read the back matter. There's some really helpful information about what's happening in eugenics right now. There, all right, so it's true. Do you guys remember how we were worried that after the epic eleven issue Thor opening story that the series would fall off? Yeah, and we we would get disappointment. But that was a dumb worry. Yes, it was. <laughs> This was number twelve here. This was almost pick of the week. It could have been almost just as easily. This this is my favorite issue of the year. Uh, this is uh, just so good. <laughs> this was uh, this was. You know what this was actually a little flashback to. You know what this felt like. What? This felt like uh, the the Somni book. The the well, Thor Thor got uh, Mighty Avenger. Thor the Mighty Avenger. It, it, yeah. it was like, this was like an older version of that guy. Well, it's Thor and Jane. Yeah, and and but not even that. Just like it was. <sighs> It's one of the reasons, it's one of the, like, we always see this, like, why does Thor go to Earth? Because he likes the women and the liquor. And this yeah. was a little more, uh, well, we were talking about Lazarus, but, you know, it makes him a little more human. It shows. It's a great, it was a great device in that it opened with young Thor again, though, as, as we returned to the three Thors. Young Thor is asked that question, why do you constantly come back to Midgard when you could hang out with the gods all day? Cut to, a, you know, a, giant, a long story of a day in a, a couple of days in the life of Thor as he does thing it's not a story so much as a, as a series of interesting moments where he visits people in prison who presumably have prayed to him and 
and he goes into a, a shield graduation dance because a girl asked him out on YouTube, and he he's bringing uh, gifts from the the rest of the nine realms to Earth. Like he gives the last fruit of this this amazing tree to this this convict on Death Row that apparently he's been visiting uh, over the years. And uh, seeds, seeds to a to a, a, a convent so they can plant uh, special crops and goes and talks about life with a monk in Tibet and and uh, you know all just kinds of great things and goes and uh, visits Jane who is apparently dying of or has cancer and that was really sad and and then at the end it ends with old King Thor who is retur- finally with the Rainbow Bridge repaired makes his return to Midgard because he says Thor will always return to Midgard. But it's millennia from now, and it's basically a wasteland. So. And I, I love the conceit Actually, of this issue because it's like hundreds it's, of years. That's all. Yeah, if, if you, many millennia from now. Yeah, but it's been the same for a really long time. Okay. Um, Turned with, out it was yogurt. We shouldn't have eaten it. <laughs> <laughs> with it's all that probiotic stuff. No, um, it's, with, the, it's when we it's when we it was when a Greek yogurt became popular. It's just <laughs> too much for anybody to handle. It's so fucking creamy. Ugh, with the with the X Men between really big events, they have their baseball games. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be cool if this became a tradition where Thor returns to Midgard after a big cosmic, you know, battle. And I, I just I love that idea that um, this is home and this and he and he takes time out and and visits all of these people. And after the crazy, and also he know, goes and hangs out on a fishing boat. Apparently. Yeah, that's whatever. That's what all the cool heroes do. <laughs> I'm gonna watch out though, because apparently after that, uh, he's just gonna destroy a major city. <laughs> you know, drink drink some mead, meets with some some veterans, and all the all this this stuff. And and I I was I found all of it just really touching, but in an honest way, not in like a maudlin kind of way. Yeah. And I mean, even you know Jane turning up with you know her her head shaved, and she's going through chemotherapy and everything, and she could be dying. And she says, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want you going off to some other realm to get me to, to visit the shaman or to get me this magic cure from a magic flower fungus or whatever. I I want to do this on my own. I want to I want to go through this. And and he admires that in her and you see why that he would travel all these many realms for for this woman um for this for this um but she for has this a boyfriend now so now, a boyfriend so now thor and, has a new love interest in his his date possibly so it's well, that's what that, jason aaron says in the, in the letters column that she's the new love interest oh, okay he likes to he likes to he did that for wolverine too and nobody followed up on it but remember that like in his wolverine story yeah. like he, he made her a girlfriend too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right um Roz Solomon, environmental special scientist for Shield. Yeah. I thought Nick Klein did a really good job with this, and I actually mm-hmm. thought the best things that he did were the personal moments. Yes, uh, those pages actually looked a lot better than you know, like sort of the Thor just standing there in armor, uh, which was really interesting. So the character acting of it, I thought, was 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 really good. This is a great. This is he's dialed in. Yeah, he's dialed in in this character. I'm he's guessing that Jane it. Foster was eating Greek yogurt. <laughs> Too much. Oh, the, I just stay the away from it. No, the I, I just before we go the um, the important thing about this is that it's really really good, but it's so so different from Thor: God of Thunder number eleven. So it shows that he's good at doing all these different versions and and tones of stories with with Thor. Also, if you if, really you, cool. if you've been hearing us praise the heck out of or praise the Thor out of Thor, um, or the hell of the one L, uh, <laughs> and but you've been you know you don't want to pick up eleven issue story, pick up this one. Pick up this one issue and 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 check it out because it's a, it's a self-contained story. I mean, yeah, there's more weight to it because of what's happened before, but you don't need to know. You just need to know he's been through some shit and he's gone home. So, 
uh, pick it up and see if you, you like it. Cause yeah, it's, this is just, it's like a great one-shot. They just actually they talk about, they, they allude to that when they talk about Hercules in this. True. It's the, everything goes back to the Greeks. I'm telling you. Listen, you already pissed off the Canadians last week. Are we going for Greeks? Just because you live in I live, Astoria. For I, I, I actually live in a town with, with one of the major yogurt producers. That's, our, that's one of our industries here. Oh, really? Yeah. Yogurt Fuckers. and freedom? Yogurt and freedom. Libertarian. So those are the, those are the comics we're going to talk about this week. Go to fanboy.com slash comics. You can make your pull list. You can rate and review your books. You can also choose your own pick of the week. And we like to run down the top five picks of the week. It's chosen by the audience at the time of recording. And it's fun because I didn't even look at these numbers before, so I don't even know what I'm about to read. Number five, Batman and Superman, number three with 4.5% of the votes, which was the official fanboy pick of the week. Number four, Deadpool 15 with 5.2% of the votes. Number three was Justice League 23 with 14.1% of the votes. Number two, American Vampire Anthology with 20.5% of the votes. And the number one book as chosen by the audience, the aforementioned Thor, God of Thunder, number 12, 31.5% of the votes. All good choice. Five good books there. I assume Deadpool is good. I like the, I like the spread on that this week. There's a good yeah. Every one of them, I was like, yeah. Those okay, are, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's take a look at Wraith 1701's review for Avengers Arena number 14 story. Five out of five art, four out of five. Pick the week percentage, 0.9%. This series was teased as Battle Royale with superheroes, and I guess it is. But it also turns out that the book is a great teen drama. And by great, I mean believable, which is weird when you consider the fact that the teens in question turn into dinosaurs, breathe underwater, or can recover from multiple gunshot wounds in a matter of seconds. Despite the superpowers, these characters feel more authentic than the cast of your average teen drama on the WB or CW or whatever channel kids watch today. YouTube. They don't watch TV. They watch YouTube. watch TV, no. <laughs> uh, uh, th- another great issue. This really is – he's right. I mean these are very believable characters and it doesn't matter what they can do. if they're, They have to be believable underneath all those powers and these, these are. And uh, we're finally, you, can, you can get a sense we're finally getting towards the end. I believe this – doesn't this sort of end with this, what happened in the first issue where X-23 was fighting with uh, – what's her name? Oh, Hazmat. Hazmat. Wasn't that the yeah. first – that's how the story opened with the two of them fighting. And this is – this really feels like the turning point towards the conclusion of the story and that, you know, I, I, and that cliche, all hell's broken loose on the island. And, and X-23 has turned, been turned feral by the gas that triggers, triggers, triggers her triggers hormones or uh, her pheromones or whatever you want makes her eat, makes her go crazy. So urine. this is – this oh, feels – It's actually this is, yogurt. Boss level part one of five, and I feel like this is probably looking at towards the end Raspberry. of the series. Well, boss, wonderful. so yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Todd Frazier, just a simple name there, uh, of The Flash, number 23, gave the story a five out of five in the art. A five out of five, uh, pick of the week percentage was one-tenth of a percent, and he's serial storytelling at breakneck speeds. In reverse is visually stunning. The panel breaks, the use of color to heighten the tone of motion and action is superb. Bucoletto and Manipol are one of the many shining gems of a creative team to come out, uh, emerge in the new 52s, two years, two years and still running strong. The art is just the start. The storyline, which started out as a jog, reaches a full run of discoveries, twists, and cliffhangers. Readers who have been writing the in-reverse storyline are compensated with an excellent payoff and given something to think about over the 60-day wait for the next part of the story. Somebody's trying to get a job working for DC Comics PR. No, this is, this is a good issue. He's not wrong. Uh, this is uh, Flash and Reverse Flash have finally met. This is a different Reverse Flash. It's not Eowyn Thrawn or however you say his name. Uh, this is uh, actually Iris West's brothers revealed to be the Reverse Flash because of the, all the people that were sucked into the Speed Force early on came out with speed powers and he, uh, he came out as the Reverse Flash. So uh, really, in, and this is a f- Manipal issue, some really great innovative layouts and 
he really does try to play with the idea of speed in his panels and his storytelling. Doesn't always work, but when it does work, it's really interesting. Is this one of the teams that you thought would have still been going this long when the New Fifty Two started? Because you know, we were talking about like they have all these artists, you know, right. as writers. And uh, well, if he it, he hasn't drawn all twenty three issues, so you know he's probably done three. But quarters. as a as a as a writing team, though, oh, uh, I don't know. I don't think I thought about it. Okay, but but uh, I didn't know anything about him. Like the guys who I knew were writing, the artists who I knew were writing. A lot of them I knew weren't very good at, uh, or at least from what I'd read. So those people I, I kind of knew weren't going to last, but I didn't have any experience with his writing, so I didn't know. And I'm saying it's a pleasant surprise, not I'm yes, just setting no. them up for failure. It's just that you that's really, cool you had that they the had the pool. confidence. Everyone's uh, what can draw, can't write. <laughs> that's right, <laughs> exactly. Not, if you can't use your pencil, you can't use your keyboard. It's true. There's no historical precedence for it whatsoever. None. Those Fuck are the comics. Burn. Those go to Slash comics, you can uh, rate and review your books. Now, uh, Josh, tell the people in whatever accent you choose about how to help the website out, how to show up. I'm going to use my regular one. If, is that okay? That's fine. It's a little disappointing, but. You could. <laughs> I'm, I can't, like, like the cold is just, I have no wit. I, I'm like, I'm just, this is when I would do say it. something clever. Shit. Do it as a guy who really likes yogurt. Do your stamos. <laughs> That's a non sequitur. Do your Stamos or do your Jamie Lee Curtis? I don't have. I don't. What? Also, Michael Weston on Burning Burning. You look kind of like Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> you know how you can help the show out? Go to fanboy.com slash Amazon. You can uh, yeah, buy you just, all you your just, Amazon purchases through there. You can find a link, takes you to Amazon. Uh, all, everything you buy, we get a little piece of. It doesn't add any price to your, your purchase, but it does take a little bit away from Amazon. So uh, I wouldn't say damn the man because it is helping us out. But I will say yeah, if you want to you know, help it's us useful out. useful service. It's a useful service. I myself ordered a couple of DVDs this week from or Blu-rays from them and came promptly, and that was nice. So, uh, you know, you know, you shop at Amazon because everybody does because you have no choice because there soon that'll be the only place to shop. Mm -hmm. So, since you're doing it anyway, go to ifmbo.com/slash/amazon and help us out. Get True Lies on Blu-ray. Yeah, or Halloween. Do you want to guess what movie I bought? I was just I was like, you still buying movies, huh? It's a it, it's a movie featuring. Actually, I bought three movies, but the one I really am excited the most about was a movie featuring a guy you sent me a YouTube clip of today on Instant Messenger. How the fuck are we supposed uh, to guess that? Oh, Josh, I know you bought. This, you bought. What? You bought Beverly Hills Cop. Two. Two. I only own one. I yeah. want two. Yeah. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. Thank Close. you. Let's do a couple. Wait, of wait, wait, wait. Beverly Hills Cop. So wait, what you're saying is Beverly Hills Cop Two is a. Uh, what kind of movie would you say it is? I, uh, <laughs> fantastic movie? No, I don't think that's... that's great, not, great movie. There it is! <laughs> you yogurt um, bastard. Let's do a couple of audience questions. Tom from Redford, Michigan writes and says, Once upon a time, books used to sell in the hundreds of thousands of copies on a regular basis. Today, not so much. So what happened? Could it be that trade paperbacks were the beginning of the end for mass comic book consumption? Bear with me for a second as I try to explain this hypothesis. With a growing library of back matter collected and readily available, it's taken away from the thrill of the hunt. It's gotten too easy to read those Holy Grail issues that only used to be found in dusty long boxes. Without the extended search keeping you longing for that unread chapter, did people just read the stories they wanted to to and then get bored and drift away sooner than they would have if they weren't those pesky holes in their collection keeping them up at night? I consider myself equal parts collector and reader, so maybe I'm reading too much into this collecting aspects of the hobby. But I throw it to you guys. What do you think? No. The, no, I think you. I don't. Way, I don't know if that particular thing no, would contribute off. to new issues two, not two, selling as well. Two things. Two what? things. Okay, okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll comment. Uh, One is the, the the death of the newsstand. 
Yep. And the, the, basically the 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 Seven Eleven or wherever you wherever you brought your comics that wasn't a comic store. I haven't been in a Seven Eleven since nineteen ninety nine. And then two uh, was just the change in culture: yeah. video games, movies, the internet. Yeah, you know that's just what people do with their spare kid. You know, in the forties when, when comics sold a million copies in, in during the war, it's because the kids had the choice of listening to the radio, playing outside, or reading a comic. I mean, there wasn't a lot of choice. There is no monoculture anymore. Yeah, yeah. It used yeah. to be that at night, everybody watched Johnny Carson. Right. Period. And that was what happened. And, 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 you know, like, there were three channels, and you watch all this. And since then, you've seen everything has, has gone down in, in terms of its, its lifestyle market share. They're just... Everybody can, can specify the things they like to such a great extent that... It's really hard for something to be that popular for everything unless it's really dumb. Apparently. Especially something like <laughs> comics. Especially something like comics, which, right. when, you know, but even before that happened, you know, even at the time people were watching Johnny Carson mm-hmm. at the end, comics weren't selling a lot because, well, not Johnny Carson, but, but, but they you know, still had cable they were, and they, they were had still the newsstand at Johnny Carson. But basically, no entertainment system. Like as, all as starting. choice increased, uh, so did the drop in sales of comics. And as you couldn't find them anymore, but Unless you went to a store, sort of the sales go down. I want to comment on what he said because I think he's way off. I know mm-hmm. that's mean, <laughs> but the idea, like you're, you're, he's talking about a collector mentality where it's super fun to go look for. That's that's not going to be the thing that increases the audience. That's a very specific, very nichey thing that is not, you know, that's not for everybody. Uh, I, I don't think that that's that's a thing. If anything, I think that the availability of story. In it's, all the different, it's the opposite. It makes everything more accessible, and accessible is better than unaccessible. I don't right. want. I I love comics. I don't want to hunt through dusty. Ba- I don't have any patience for that. I didn't have any patience for that when I was a kid. You might get asbestos. The, you yeah, don't know. The very le- I have allergies. Just I, as a start. Just the dust. Dust yeah. is a problem. That's what yeah. I'm saying. No, but it, I really, I really don't, I really don't think it's it's trade. I, I do think it's availability plus uh, cultural shift. But but see, that's actually a really good example of. That guy's specific niche interest in the way that this works, that's what he likes. And, you know, now you have the choice to do that in a certain way if you want to. You can, you can go look for back issues if you don't want to get the trade, and lots of people do. That's why yeah. eBay exists. That's why, you know, half of a comic book convention floor is covered in that. It's just that everybody likes something a little – everybody wants to have it their way, and you get to now a lot more yeah. than you could then. Have it your way like uh, – Burger what, King. What, Burger King. There you go. Extra pickles. Any – any sort of uh, history of slogans of fast food places, I'm going to be your man for that. Uh, I, 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 miss, I, I miss, as a kid, eating fast food. Not healthy, but, you know, 99 cent Whopper days, those were great. They still have Whopper ones. I know, but still, now I'm an adult and I realize how awful that would be for me to do. So Sometimes do it. it's easier, is all I'm saying. <laughs> you, so thank you, uh, Tom, for writing, writing in. You can email us at contact.fanboy.com or you can call our voicemail line at 888-FANBOY-326-2697 uh, if you want to have a question for the show. So now uh, this is the time normally we talk about you know, our other podcasts or make announcements. We have an announcement to make uh, on this episode. And it's a, and it's a, it's a big one. And it's a tough one. And uh, we're going to try our best to get through this. Actually, uh, if you go to fanboy.com, you'll be able to read this announcement in a much more lucid form. We we released the announcement to go along with the show, so most most many of you may have already read it actually before we even listened to it. But um, we have big news. It's been 13 years since we started iFanboy. Josh and Ron and I started it in, in back. We started working on it in early 2000 and launched in late 2000. It's been it's 2013 now. We've been doing it for a long time, working on iFanboy 
practically every day of, of those 13 years. It's outlasted uh, everything in our lives but our family, basically. It's, it's the thing we've done you know, forever. And uh, we've decided that finally it's the time to scale back. Um, it's the, it, we have to... Uh, we just, we've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, it's been some, a discussion we've been having amongst ourselves with Ron whoever, uh, for over a year now, uh, just looking at our lives and where we are and how different they are and how much time we don't have anymore to do things the way we'd want to do them. Um, and we just decided that it was best to, uh, to scale back operations on ifanboy.com, which is the website uh, where everything started. So that means uh, starting now, starting from the moment this show was released, uh, there'll be no new content on ifanboy. There'll be no new articles, no new features, no new pick of the week, no comics page, no, nothing um, that we've been doing for the Tell last... Tell the good thing. Tell the good thing. Tell the good well, thing because it's well, not grim. The good thing is we're, we're not stopping entirely. We're st- the website's still going to exist as a place that hosts this podcast and all of our other pod- family of podcasts. So those are all going to continue as they had before. So that means every week you're still going to get to hear the show. Uh, you're still going to get to hear us talk about comics. You're going to still get to hear us make dumb jokes about movies you might not have seen. Uh, Goodfellas references, all Josh's accents, all that stuff's going to continue on as normal, as well as the occasional special edition show. You know, we're still going to talk about movies that come out. We're still going to have the animated brain trust meet. Uh, we're still going to do talk explodes on occasion, our interview show. We're still going to do book explodes on occasion, our book uh, in-depth review show. We're still going to do all kinds of fun stuff through the podcasts. But uh, we had to sort of take a look at our time and our lives and what we could, couldn't, couldn't do anymore and, and uh, had to make some changes. And what we decided to do was continue to do the shows because it's our favorite thing and, uh, and uh, cease operations on the website. So that is the big announcement. Um, and uh, may have rambled on a bit there because it's uh, suddenly getting very hot in here. But um, uh, you can go read. We, we, we posted a long uh, article about this on the website. There's testimonials from everybody in the staff who... Uh, wanted to contribute and talk about you know, the website and all that stuff. So you can really go there. There's questions you can answer. There's, we're, the membership program is going to stay on in a modified form if you want to continue to help. If not, you can email us and we'll cancel your membership. Uh, all the information, you, you have questions there. They'll be there. We'll also answer them in the comment section if you want, if you have more specific questions that haven't answered in the post. But uh, that's the news. The news is that ifanboy.com is being scaled back to just a place to host the, webs- the podcast. The podcast will continue on, and you're not completely rid of us uh, yet. Wait, what's that mean? <laughs> well, that means there's still the shows to listen to. They, they, they still want to hear us battle about comics. They can do that. Okay. Less for your eyeballs, more for your ear holes. Um, yeah. And I think some of the stuff that we maybe would have covered and, and talked about on the website, maybe we'll find a place I, in the podcast to talk about those a little bit. I think there's definitely going to be – we're going to talk about adapting a little bit. I think the show's going to change a bit. We've got a whole middle section now that that we that no longer is relevant in terms of the the user reviews and the 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 users picks. So we'll have we'll have more room to play with maybe talking about covering maybe trades a bit more or what basically whatever the hell we want because uh, because it's our show. But uh, you know we'll we'll try to play with the format. It won't change too drastically. You know we're not going to freak anybody out. It's not like we're going to become a magazine show or a news show or anything. But we're, we're still going to talk. Sting music in the middle, right? <laughs> we're going to talk about the pick of the week and we're going to talk about the books of the week. But with the other time in the show, we're going to play around and maybe talk about some other things and have it's some gonna fun. fun. It's going to be a good time. And we're really going to let loose because it'll be our only time of the week to talk about comics as opposed to every other day of the week. So uh, that is the news. you guys have anything else to add to my – I'm just going to keep rambling because yeah, uh, here, 13 uh, years and I'm about to have a heart attack. I, I don't know why. I, I can't uh, – Connor said all of the things, but uh, we just – I mean, for, I know for Connor and I – like Paul is, is the guy who's been running things. You know, yeah. like he's really been the the dude keeping going. He's cut for you know, 
circumstances as they are connor and i couldn't really put the time into it that we want to and so every time somebody's like you should do this and we're like we'd really like to but it was it was getting too hard and um one of the things i thought was really interesting was as you know you've, if you've been on the website you've noticed there's less content than there used to be but like people didn't complain about it very much which i always thought was fascinating like people still gave us the benefit of the doubt and said you know you know like oh i still like it and well, i just we didn't want to let anybody down anymore like yeah it, to do it, the it, thing we, we have we have do. we have our high high standards for ourselves, and you can insert your own joke about how the, con- <laughs> the quality the quality of the content throughout the years. But we have a high standard for ourselves uh, that we just weren't meeting anymore, and we just looked at, at the, the circumstances being what they were. We weren't going to be able to meet them, and we decided instead of letting it linger as something we loved that was dying in front of our eyes, we would just put it down like old yeller. Um, but because, we couldn't walk away to the extent that we wanted. We we're not gonna, we can't stop doing this. Yeah. None We've been doing it for 13 do years. We can't, you know, we're not walking away. We're just doing it in a different way, in the best way we can right now. It's really, it's just, the, it's just what, what, is, what, what has to be done. And I want to thank, most specifically, Paul, as Josh mentioned, he's really been the glue for the whole thing for the last couple of years as we've gone through many transitions, um, holding it together, doing the majority of the work. I really want to thank all of our staff. Well, we listed all in the article on the website, but everyone who's ever written for us, all of our columnists, everyone has come in for however brief amount of time. Uh, thank you to all of them. And really more importantly, thank you who've listened, who've come to the website, who make your pull, pull list, who rated reviewed books, who spent all day arguing about dumb stuff in comics. That's really why we created the website. I mean, it's, it, you can sometimes forget if you, as, you, as you get deep into this thing, but I was thinking about it as I was write, helping write that piece is that, you know, Josh and Ron and I sat down after college and we said, well, let's, let's create a cool place to go if people want to go and talk about comics. And that's what we ended up doing. So uh, thank all of you for making that as a, poss- a possibility and, and, and I'd be remiss without thanking Ron who helped who left for image but helped found the site and helped you know it was a, as a big a part of this as anybody and he you know he's, he's so you know thank, thanks to everyone basically I'm just going to keep rambling to <laughs> no and just, just briefly I, I really want to thank you guys because um, I came to this as, as a fan first and, and um, you know gave me some great information and, and a sense of community to, uh, to get back into comics as an adult and um, also the, more importantly gave me a place to you know figure out uh, my voice as a, as a writer and um, to do mind that carp, man mind <laughs> yeah that, that was um it's it so it's it's been a it's it's been a, a crazy like it's been like five five six years for me and and um it's been it's been home and uh, I really appreciate you know you guys giving giving us the forum to do that and uh uh, I think we had a great run, and I think we had a lot. I think that the thing we should be most proud of is the the voices on the site. That there isn't just an iFanboy voice. There's an I, there's iFanboy voices, and you know we got to see that in, from the start with with uh, easier you guys and Ron and uh, and with Jim and Mike and Sonia and and myself and all of the new contributors that have come along in the years since. Um, Writing in their own way and not just conforming to a cookie cutter style, and um, I'm very proud of that, and um, I'll continue to be to be proud of that, and uh, I'm glad that all of that content will still be available for people to see. Yes, that's important to note forward. as well. We're not deleting the content; it'll still be there f- for you to access to read. You know, if you need to know where to start with Catwoman, you'll still be able to find out. <laughs> um, or if you want to, you know, whatever. I'm, find I'm out starting what's wrong to, with you. I'm starting to spiral, but uh, yeah, if you want to find what's wrong if you with you. If you want to see what Minecarp is, if you, if you want to see me walk to San Diego, uh, all that stuff. If you want to see my good reviews, if you want to see my bad reviews, it's all in there. I'm not going to say which one's which, but you can. Also, you can if you're in the San, San, St. Louis area, um, just check on Jim. <laughs> you could just, because, you know, 
Uh, I'm sorry we didn't have a chance to tell you about this before, Paul, and Sam had you on the show like this. Yeah, I know. This is <laughs> scrambling. I, can, can anybody tell how I've decided to deal with this? Yeah, I don't, I don't want anyone to think. Uh, first of all, I, I know people are going to be upset or confused or whatever, and we, we apologize. We don't take this lightly. We did not no. take this lightly in, in the sense this was an agonized decision. Yeah, We've been talking about it for a year. Um, even after announcing it to the staff a while ago, it was an agonizing thing. This has been eating us up alive, uh, having to make it. You know, this has been, as I said, we've been doing this almost every day for 13 years in some form or another. Our entire adult lives, basically. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I get sort of nauseous thinking about it. I don't know what I'm going to do next week. It's just, it's going to be weird, but it's something that had to be done. And, and I'm going to be tweeting a lot. Sometimes those things have to be done. Sometimes I'm tweeting a lot more. Sometimes unpleasant things have to be done. So, um, uh, unfortunately, that's this is how it's going. But you know, we're looking forward to the next chapter. I think the shows will be fun. I think they'll be a lot looser, more fun now that we, you know, we'll be able to play around a bit and and who knows what the future will bring. But for now, you know, you know, this is this is happening. So this is normally where I tell you to go to ifanway.com to, to check out all the great content. But uh, you can still do knows, that. So you can still check out all the old great content, and uh, we'll have a new outro for you next week. But uh, you know, thanks to everyone who ever went to iFanboy, checked out the great content, and to everyone who ever wrote anything for it to create the great content, and thank you for all that stuff. You can still follow us at twitter.com slash iFanboy and facebook.com slash iFanboy. We'll still be using that to talk about what we're doing and, you know, when the shows come out and things like that. So you still want to still want to be you know, involved in that kind of thing. And you'll still want to email us at contact at iFanboy.com. You'll still want to call us at 888-FANBOYS-3262697 to call in for the show because we're still going to have the show. And you still going to want to write a review on iTunes. So you're not going to lose most of this stuff. You just did everything. I did. I just decided yeah, I, I was on a roll. So does this mean the video show's coming back? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so no, uh, we want to. We, before we go, we want to thank you again for for being our audience. And um, without you know, if you know, without knowing some of the people that are are in our audience that have, we've got the chance to meet at conventions and then online and Twitter over the years, um, it, it like wouldn't be able to to write all of the bazillions and bazillions of, of characters we did on fanboy.com um knowing that someone was there and and, and listening and and well and we were able to do it for a while it, it wasn't very good <laughs> it was only when people started listening they were like i'm talking about the people that i brought to the oh, website okay. when i came here <laughs> no, talking about the, the, fir- the first five crap years the paul army the let's not call it that um but so no, i look like jamie lee curtis whatever i, t- I say is it better or worse if I say true lies, Jamie Lee Curtis? Ooh, better. She's part man, right? No, she's not. All right. What about Trading Places, Jamie Lee Curtis? House Arrest, Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm going with Trading Places. <laughs> so there you go. Um, that's our big announcement. Uh, like I said, you can go to fanboy.com. You can read the full thing. You can read all the staffers' uh, thoughts. And then you can ask any questions that you don't feel have been answered adequately in this rambling mess and or in the, in the article. And we'll try to get to them all. It's not um, you. It's us. Yes, exactly. Things, things change. All things must <laughs> go, go with your platitudes, man. Go with it. All right, everyone. Until next week, I'm Connor. I'm Paul. Thanks, everybody, so much. <laughs>